What's going on, guys? The Crew Three Podcast. I was rocking with me this week. It's Ricky. What up? It's you, me. You might notice that it is currently daylight behind me for the video viewers. That is because we tried to record last night, and um, boy, I survived a storm. It was real spooky. I need to go see if I have a, actually have a freeze frame of me just like oh. The the thing is, I really hope we did because I got to watch your lights like flicker. Like when you cut out, all your lights were like brighter than normal. Oh, and you were like, yeah. it was great. It was like, all right, all right, I'll see, I'll see what we salvage from that. The light uh, has taken you. Yeah, this week we're gonna have kind of a chill week. We're just gonna talk about the the last RC finally happened, so we know uh, we definitely have all the RC results. So we're gonna kind of take a look at uh, just generally the the winners of all of them. I think it's. Actually, really nice how diverse it is. There's only one repeated deck, and we'll talk about what that deck was here in a few minutes. Uh, then, you know what? Hey, we know that Pioneer is really winding down. It doesn't mean you have to stop playing events, uh, because there are some great promos up for grabs soon that we're going to talk about. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we keep getting asked questions all the time about what kind of uh, supplies we like to use and things like that for all our events. So we're going to cover some of that. Um, video years, I'll, I'll throw up some images when we're talking about stuff. Uh, but yeah, before that, I mean, uh, all right, Ricky, we got, we got, a, we got some business to discuss here yeah. uh, and I'm not talking about how the one ring is ruining all of magic besides pioneer. Thankfully so that's, not allowed in pioneer. Thankfully not allowed in pioneer. Um, look, the Netflix trailer for one piece drop live. Action oh one piece drop. yeah, it did. Uh, also before, before that comes out though, Netflix is getting the English adaptation of thriller bark. Finally. The English Thriller Bark? The English dub of Thriller Bark. They've been stuck in Anna's lobby for however long, but they get Thriller Bark at the beginning of next month. Okay. Cool. Thriller Bark. Enjoy. I, I, filler Bark? Jeez. Yeah. I, it's already got English, though. I've, I've watched it in English. It does, but it only goes up to Inez lobby. No, no, no. I, I've seen English Thriller Bark before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just hasn't been on Netflix. Oh, who cares about Netflix? Yeah. I'm KissAnime.com, still- baby! No. I- <laughs> I'm still waiting for um, English One Piece to get moved over to Crunchyroll because it's like they they told me don't worry if you have Funimation everything's going to move over just by switch over to Crunchyroll everything's getting moved over not One Piece we got to move that over in batches over the next like five years it's a lot of RAM yeah think about all the the servers right think of all the the terabytes of of pieces that is uh-huh. right the petabytes upon petabytes of One Piece. Right, right, right. Uh, but uh, is there is there a byte bigger than terabyte? Uh, yeah, you got petabytes. Okay, I don't know what that is. My favorite, my favorite data storage size is the mebibyte. That's not real. Or um, do you? There's also data storage that is a nibble. Do you want to know what a nibble is, Ricky? I don't. But it's, it's, half, it's half a byte. Half a byte is a nibble. That's real. This is fake. It's real. This is lying to me. Nope. Welcome to data science. Oh my god. Anyways. All right. Anyways, let's the talk about the one piece. Good. The boat oh man. The boats look insane. Yep. The boats look good. I don't like Mary's face. It's fine. It needs I don't like th- eyes drawn on. It needs paint. Yeah. I, it's also weird that the navy like I get like the navy ships are also CGI because like we see five seconds of Garp ship because I'm assuming we're just going to add Garp earlier, so we get to see all like the the Kobe Helmetbo stuff on the side, and Garp's going to kind of be our our marine vehicle for a little bit. Right. I'm glad we got to see the crap roof of the Bratier. Yes. 
you know? So uh, Alveda's ship looked good. All the, all the boats looked good. Even, like, Shell Island looked really good. Shell Island looks like, amazing! They did, I know they didn't build that. That's just CGI'd over an existing island. But Yeah. Uh, the sets inside the Navy base look really good. The, like... There's so many fun little details, like in the the bit of the fight against the Marines, uh, like with with Morgans that we see, like you have Zoro using the blunt side of his blades because Luffy's like, yeah, don't kill these guys. Right. Um, we see the giant painting of, of uh, Morgan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Axe hand Morgan. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's exciting. Zoro looks perfect. Yes. And we got shirtless Sanji. Nami's wig could be a little better. I don't know how Nami's red hair looks worse than Zoro's green hair. Seeing as red hair is just naturally... Natural, yeah. Yeah, that's a naturally occurring color. I'm pretty sure the actress had red hair in her life. Just just let her use regular red hair. Yeah. Um, The the scene of them all with their leg up on the barrel, and Saji's actor just full-on straight-legging it, like, oh. As regardless of whether or not like this is like a great adaptation, right? It's very clear that everyone involved in it, like, right, is going all out with what they they're like they're right. dedicated to it. Exactly, and, and also the fact that everyone kind of forgets that like Oda has money, so it's like Oda needs this to come out, and Oda signed off on everything. Right. Oda was like, I don't, I don't need this to be good. I have other. He's like, I already have it. It's good. Um, he's oh he doesn't like just needs to come out without it being good, right? So right. I um also fun fact this trailer used visuals from over a year ago, so things could look even better now. Like because the the Lord of the Coast is looking a little iffy there. King of the Coast is it King of the Coast? It's King of the Coast, and I, I will not hear any differently. It's also okay. berries. I will give you berries over bellies. Yes, uh, it's always been berries, and it's uh. Anaru, not NL. Okay. Um, I will say I agree with Mother's Basement in that next season when we get Chopper, um, I need Muppet Chopper. Um, all that matters is they cast Jamie Lee Curtis as Dr. Crueha. If they don't, it's a travesty, right? Exactly. Uh, first, we have to get to another season. But as uh, the best meme that the One Piece community has ever had is this weird soccer ad. Have you seen it? No. It's this weird soccer ad that says, uh, no matter anything, we'll be there. Uh-huh. And uh, people are just posting it. It's just like, it's like, I don't, I don't even need to watch the trailer. Where Whatever happens, I will be there. I will we watch. Need to, we need to do like a watch party or something. I'm telling you, uh, I've, I've stated it on Twitter. This just needs to be not unwatchable for me to like it. No, for sure. Like, I went back, watched the Cowboy Bebop one. It's rough. Yeah. But I liked it. The mm-hmm. trailer for the Cowboy Bebop one was, if the whole show was like the trailer was, I would have been, like, floored, right? Yeah, God, God tier. But, uh, you know, I still think it wasn't bad. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's Cowboy Bebop and it wasn't perfect, so people were like, eh, could take yeah. it or leave it. But no, for One Piece, as long as it is watchable. Yeah. We're gonna. It's gonna be a great time. Everyone freaking out about like, why doesn't Sanji have the long nose, or why doesn't Usopp have the long nose? Why doesn't Sanji have the curly eyebrow? Like, I couldn't on. see Sanji's face long enough 
He doesn't have the eyebrow. Usopp doesn't have the nose. Luffy does have the scar, though. It's like a little. Luffy does Luffy have does, the scar. Yeah, Luffy does have the scar. Um, and all the outfits that they've shown so far are. Uh, Buggy's color nose stuff. is disgusting. Buggy looked disgustingly terrifying. I know. I I really hope we just get like Rayman Buggy at some point still, where he just like his hands and a head. I just want to see how they practical effect Claw Hador's uh, stupid. The, uh, the knife fingers? The sword glove? Yeah. Because that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like, physics don't work like that. So I, I'm excited to see how they give him a sword hand. Yeah. So where do you th- do you think we get through the entirety of East Blue? Yeah. The yeah. episode titles have all been revealed. Oh, okay, cool. So it's, what, eight episodes? Ten. Ten? Okay. And they spend two episodes per crew member. Perfect, perfect. I mean, that means Arlong I would assume... Arlong Park is going to be two episodes long. Yeah. If we get to Arlong. Someone might... brought, I saw someone just say, like, as long as the big emotion points hit still, the show, like, nothing else can be... Like, everything else in the show can be mad. They like, cast a Mihawk. Yep. We they cast a, a Bellamere. There's a Bellamere on the cast. We haven't seen who they cast as Smoker yet or Dragon. Right, which means we might not make it to Logtown. We might just do the Barrel Oath early. Yeah. We might skip Logtown, which is a shame. No, I think you still have to do Logtown. I think Logtown's a very big kind of high end. Right. Maybe um, they But, like, I feel like I'd rather see extra work done to, like... Arlong Park? To Arlong Park than, you know, to make sure we fit Logtown in. Yeah. I, I mean, I we can always do Logtown at the beginning of the next season if there's another yeah. season. So I'm thinking, what next season would just there would just the next season is just like Alabasta. It would have. I mean, the whole Alabasta saga is so long. Yeah, I would assume we get a season on Alabasta, probably a season on Skypea. Like you'd have to have like because before you get to Alabasta, you have to hit Drum Island. Yeah. You have to hit Little Garden. Yeah. And then, like, we probably should also do Reverse Mountain. Yeah. Like, and the Laboon. Right. Sure. So yeah. So I, I think every season is probably going to be like fifty to a hundred chapters, kind of depending on just where those chapters end up. I mean, I think I could see Skypea done in one season of TV, but I just don't see Alabasta getting finished in one season. It's possible. I think there's a season's worth of content leading to Alabasta because, like, Whiskey Peak. Yeah. And apparently, we're going to see a young Mister Seven. Oh. Okay. Because he's going to come and try to recruit Zoro to set. Oh, so we're going to actually see that. Cause, I mean, that they mentioned that had happened. Right. But we're actually going to see it. Okay. Right. There is also a young Zoro on cast. We also, I mean, they've shown we have Kuina cast. Yeah. So. so. But have we seen a Tashigi? I we haven't seen Smoker Tashigi cast. I don't think. Okay. So I just don't think they're going to make it to Logtown. Because then if we do it like that, season two is like Logtown and leading up to Alabasta, and then we do season three is Alabasta. Oh, yeah, I could see that, yeah. But, and then, you know, if we get any more than that, it's all getting gravy, you know? Yeah. I'm, you know. I August just, I just as, as long as the show doesn't end on like an arc that is like a rough ending, right? Like, you know, as long as the show doesn't end at like Sabbaty, or end at like Marineford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just end the show 
uh, at the scene where they go up the knockup stream. Yeah, and just end it there. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. They make well, it. I don't know. Did they make it? Who knows? <laughs> just the show ends at Water Seven. No Inez lobby. Just Water Seven. Right. Right. <laughs> After everybody has quit. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we got some magic cards to talk yeah, about. Yeah, let's talk about magic cards. Uh, all right, what do you want to talk about? We want to talk about the RCs real quick first. Let's hit the RCs first. Yeah. All right. So our final RC happened. This is RC Canada Mark II in Edmonton. So our top eight looks like Travis Benedict on Mono Green Devotion, Lyndon Coot on Rakdos Mid Range, Daniel Gorisht on Mono Green Devotion, Justin Nogueira on Mono Green Devotion. Wow, that is. Uh, Three mono green in the top eight. There, it's probably our most mono green we've seen in any of these top eights. Our uh, lower top four, uh, you have Edgar Megalis on Rakdos Sacrifice, Kevin Anktel on Neoformer Tracks, a deck we haven't seen in quite a while. Uh, then, of course, our finals is Robert Smith in second place with the Zoria Spirits, and then Robert Anderson with Is It Phoenix? Ricky, you got a dub. Yo, uh, is it Phoenix was the most winning deck of this tournament? Servo needs to make a new meme now. I'm telling you, this deck is good. Yeah. We're playing Ledger Shredder. We're playing Arclight Phoenix. We're on two Galvanic double temporal trespass. We ain't afraid of nothing. Yeah. We are we are the aggressive, ignorant Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Crackling Drakes in our sideboard, but one Sahili, so that's good. Blue Sun's Twilight's a cool card I've seen people mess around with. Uh, disputes, strokes, a braid, negate, great stuff. Uh, two charter course, two spell pierce, and then all the goodies. This is a sick deck as always. Eighteen lands. I, this deck definitely spots. got definitely got to thrive more in this build thanks to just look mono white is kind of tanking off the face of the earth. I in mean, the like meta. yeah, and then on top of that, like we're playing three spike uh, spike field hazards. Mm-hmm. So, like, those turn one Lenore Elf decks are not having fun. Yeah. You know, well, three so you have, mono green devotion in the top eight here, you know? You have, what, uh, 11 cards that can answer a turn, turn one Elf one. here? Yeah. And if you're on the draw, or, or sorry, if you're on the play, you also have your ops and considers that could probably find you the answer you need on mm-hmm. turn two. Sure. So, I mean, to me, this seems like a slam dunk pick. Uh, played very well. This deck is always very, very good. I'm very happy to see. I don't like Sheevan Reef. That's the only problem with this whole list that I have. I would not play Sheevan The one Sheevan Reef? We aren't playing any... Um, Stormcarved Coast? Stormcarved Coasts. Um, I would definitely play a Stormcarved Coast over Sheevan Reef, but I'm not winning RCs, so yeah. don't listen to me. Uh, Odwara, yep. All this is sick, sick, sick. Everything taps for blue because we're playing double temporal trespass, so we need more blue mana. Uh, whereas the list I play is playing only one temporal trespass, so we can have a little bit more like uh, a Sokin Zan in the deck, you know? Yeah, very cool. All right, uh, let's look. I mean, second place here is Zorius Spirits. Uh, we've got a Katilda in the main now, four Soul Queller, four Round Chains, four Supreme Phantom, four Shacklegeist, four Mosley and Wanderer, four Spectral Sailor, uh, four Geist Light Snare, three Lofty Denial. Two slip for obsession. Um, as I've, I mean, I feel like we're missing two more slips from our sideboard. But I mean, I have no other real complaints about this this build of the deck here. Um, slip at the back has been just like the most impressive card with me in the seventy five since picking spirits back up. Um, 
Takasi is welcome. Do we really need it? Like, as a one-of, we already have the four winning announcements. I'm not entirely sure. I do like the nod to bringing back Skyclaves again. Uh, and, of course, Go- Cobra Kai is just such a back-breaking card. Katilda is so big right now, like, especially if you get paired against, like, any aggro deck. This just lets you, like, gain back all that life that you're losing against, like, Convoke <laughs> and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I've been liking a one-of Katilda in the main. Yeah. And the second one in the side is also great. And sometimes you also get to disturb it back and put it on something and it's even better, you know? Yeah. I, I will say um, this is honest, probably one of the altar arts I like the least out of Midnight Hunt. Oh, I think it looks fine. The the backside looks kind of icky. Uh, I, what do we got? What else we got here? I mean, we have Neoformer Traxa. Again, we haven't seen this deck in a while. Uh, it looks like we're trying to play Dragonlord Tarka to... Uh, try to stunt on spirit players. This deck still can't beat Resolve Mausoleum Water. I don't care what you tell me. <laughs> uh, this deck is kind of weird. I've like almost built it a bunch of times. Uh, I will say this deck got a lot cheaper when you cut down to only two attracts instead of three. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I mean, if you get an attract into play, but then like you have to win from there. Can yeah. be tough, you know. Honestly, like let's be honest. Sometimes Atraxa doesn't get along like she used to, right? People are playing Heartless Act now. Uh, actually, Neoform gives you a 1-1 counter, right? It does, yeah. So Heartless Act does not kill you. We gotta but, bring back the Dread Boars. We gotta bring in the uh, Go for the Throats. Right. Uh, I don't know. Drawing seven cards just ain't what it used to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Omnathing things for free as well at the same time. Right. Uh, right. I mean, anything else? This is the topic you want to talk about. We had like double sack here. Uh, nice or sorry, it's Karuga one sack fires. Ooh, Karuga Fires. What do we got here? We're playing the Heliod Radiant Dawn, Heliod Warped Eclipse, mm-hmm. Lover Impersonator. I mean, this is an enigmatic incarnation build, right? So, this Katose the Silent Spider. That's the. Is that not the one that gives you the the ninja and then it lets you uh, no extraction them? What what enters the battlefield? Yeah, it is Krangle. You're right. Yeah. Oh no, hold on. We just says the battlefield exile target card or other other than a base card from your opponent's graveyard. Just player's library hand for any number of cards of the same name. Is that card exiled? Oh, then yeah. But as long as you control it, you can play one of the exiled cards. You can, you can cast. And I get to be the captain. Exactly. Yeah. All right. That's neat. Uh, all right. So I mean, so that's that is our last RC. Of this season, but don't worry. Uh, here in December, we're back for more pioneer action in the RC scene, and then we have to wait like a year. But Azorius uh, Lotus at 14th. I mean, like, if you go a little further, like, if you top 16 this tournament, like, there's a billion more decks too, because we got Azorius Lotus, Mono White, we got Grease Fang, we got Karuga Fires, right? Like, mm-hmm. we got like a bunch more archetypes. Warsaw Humans in 18th, right? Yeah. Pioneers, it's super open right now, and, and I think it's a great format to be playing in right now. Uh, it's a shame that the season's going to be over here in a few weeks. and uh, more, There's PTQs uh, going all the way through July. Uh, I mean, this comes out, like the I guess, like one more week in June, right? I mean, the season, yeah, the season isn't over until August, but I mean, we have a month until the season's over, and then it's kind of like the rest of the a lot of the world will forget Pioneer exists, but hopefully... Well, the RC in Atlanta is also Pioneer. True. Well, I, we'll we'll see. I I am no, I am optimistic I on forever in our hearts. Yes, I I'm just, I'm trying to be more optimistic about um, 
local support um, for Pioneer once like the RC stuff like that's over. Um, I think now that we have our first kind of actual rotation of formats in the in RCQs, I'm interested to see like it will be exciting this- to see the modern players attempt to play an RCQ. <laughs> you think? I don't know those like those devout holdouts that are like I'd never play Pioneer. I'm a modern player only. My entire personality is Evoke Fury. You yeah. Know? Uh, those people are going to finally actually play RCQs, which is going to be funny. <laughs> sure enough. All right. Uh, real quick, though, let's take a quick second to talk about uh, just the general makeup of all the winners. So uh, starting off, the U.S. winner, we had Bradley Schlesinger on Gruel Boats. Uh, that deck feels really good right now with the Thrill Seekers. Yeah, right? Thrill Seeker is a crazy card. Like, I, I'm putting that deck together because I think that deck is very strong. Ricky was right. Thrill Seeker's a good card. Yep. Uh, Magic, uh, sorry, MTG Southeast Asia, Wing Hang So on Mono Green. Uh, China Open, we have a Tarka Red. Uh, Canada Toronto, we have Theo Jacques Griffin on Azorius Spirits. Uh, South America, slash Central America, the Caribbean, uh, Archibald, Raziel, Sanchez, Peralta on Gruel Vehicles again. I mean, if you're looking for the deck that really beats down on Mono Green and um, Rakdos, I mean, it's the deck. And then, surprisingly, because uh, half your deck is Uncountable Burn Spells, you also just free roll Spirits, because every Boats player I ever play, they're always just like, oh yeah, I just kept the grip of, of four Rending Volleys and a, and a Mana Dork. And just yeah, yeah. Cool, That's man. Cool, man. Um, then uh, for Europe, we had Federico Vono, our lone Boros Convoke. Um, Hogak, anyone? The deck is the most explosive aggro deck. I'm amazed that a Tarka Red won. I'm not amazed Boros Convoke won. That deck is explosive. Yeah. Well, you see, the, the Tarka Red player really wanted to play Convoke, but they just didn't have the cards in time. Right. Uh, then in Taiwan, we had uh, Hanging Yu. Uh, win with Azorius Lotus. I mean, that's kind of, I feel like, the real breakout deck of these events, right? I mean, everything else we've, we've seen for a while now, uh, but eh, Convoke as well, kind of, I guess. Uh, but I think Azorius Lotus is kind of the big shocker, I think, out of out of all these events, right? Right. Not, not really. I mean, I think the big shocker was definitely a Tarka Red still. That's a really weird choice. But Azorius Lotus, it was coming up. Like, you saw it in the different RCs slowly approaching the top, and then it finally got one. Mm-hmm. I think the deck is really powerful. Yep. Strict Proctor also just shuts down spirits, funnily enough. Uh, Strict Proctor shuts down randomly, like, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, like we just said, is it Phoenix? So, I mean, what do we got here? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different decks. Rakdos Midrange. Rakdos Midrange. You know, there's some people that want to just play the good cards. And you can play the good cards, and you can play them very well. And I'm not saying that because it didn't show up here, it wasn't a good deck. It show, it made top eight finishes, right? Yeah. Um, but if you are the still target, you're easier to hit than the moving target. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that Rakdos is a factor. They practice yeah. the Rakdos matchup more than anything else if you're testing for this kind of event as you should, because it's probably going to be the most populous deck, and it normally was at most of these events. And so, uh, while I don't think it's, like, bad to be a Rakdos player at all, I just think that, like, you know... No, you're going in the room with a big target on your back, and you're going to have an uphill struggle. 
you're walking in there, like nobody is like walking into tournament halls anymore going like, ooh, I really hope I just don't play Rakdos all day, right? Everybody has a plan against Rakdos. Like <laughs> there's other matchups where you walk in, you're like, ooh, I hope I don't see Lotus Field today, right? Yeah. But you can't you can't expect to go 15 rounds and not hit Rakdos one time, right? Plus yeah. the going to catch up. Right. You might miss all the Lotus Field players in 15 rounds. Like that, that's very possible, right? Mm. You're going to miss all the Phoenix players because there's two of them and they're at the top tables, right? And yeah. you're X and one trying to get it together, you know? Yeah. You're in the drop racket with Azorius Control. Exactly, exactly, right? Uh, we can't even say Azorius Control didn't make it because Azorius Control did make it with a, with the Lotus Field. It's not yeah. it's not regular Azorius Control, though. This deck is less cope because it does something interesting. It does. It does actively try to win the game. <laughs> it doesn't to ferry you to death. Uh, I mean, What's yeah, I, I think this was a very successful RC season for Pioneer. And I, I hope that I this the next one. That the right I mean the next RC, especially because the next one will have new cards finally, I say. We'll have Eldraine by then. Uh so Eldraine right. is definitely gonna add some stuff here. Uh we won't have the we'll one have ring. And we'll have uh Ixlon. I don't think Ixlon will be out by then because it's in December. The RC is in December. Yes. Well we'll see how it we'll see how it shakes out. I'm assuming Ixlon will be out in like the January February set. No, no, no. Ixalan, because now we do four sets a year, right? Hold on, hold on. So, so far we've only had we've only had two sets come out. We had one come out in January, and then we had April okay. with March, right? Okay. Normally there's a summer core set. We don't do that anymore. So we do like an early fall, October, right? Okay, uh, yeah. Eldraine, and then we'll do in like end of November, we'll do Wilds of Eldraine. Or Wilds oh, you're right. Tunnels of Ixalan. November 2023? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Ah, man, I, I, I enjoy the four sets, right? But I wish we'd go back to having one around this time of year as opposed to, like, really butting yeah. them up September to November. Summer is when they have to make their money, right? No, so the, mo- the modern money. They release the mo- the Modern Horizons uh, free money, uh, one of one set and then they're going to release uh commander legends i think Com- or commander masters right Commander masters comes think, out in like a month right i think it comes out like tomorrow actually i think you can go and pre-order it right now that's what it feels like i still haven't read every card from the lord of the rings set i don't have to as a pioneer player i like that i don't have to oh, when does commander masters come out when does Let's commander masters come? as a pioneer player i don't need to know when commander masters comes out but as a psychopath, as, I need to know. Right, uh, right. as a psychopath, 4th. though, August fourth. August fourth. Yes, tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, spoilers should be starting like in the next five now. minutes, right? Yeah. Oh, hold on, my fax machine is going off. I have our spoiler oh, no. card. Uh, Soul Ring will be in the set. Wow, I'm so glad Wizards gave us Soul Ring to spoil. Command Tower. I really want to get a spoiler card, but we will never get one. Because we've apparently made somebody mad. I know. For speaking the truth. No no, 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 no. I know why we've made people mad. How we made people mad? Was it the wrestling match? Because we beat, we literally beat up on Mark Rosewater and Aaron Forsyth in digital wrestling. Well, Forsyth deserved it. You're correct. Uh, you're absolutely correct. You know, we're the bad boys. That's right. Creation, you know, we, we, we're out here telling it as it is, and going to Olive Garden, right? I need to start emailing them with my personal email and see if that gets us around any sort of uh, oh my gosh. filters on the email account. 
Uh, well, well, we try to figure out how to get wizards to uh, to notice us. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh, I'm, I'm switching folks to Grand Archive. Yeah, let's talk about the sick promos that are coming out soon that they've all announced. Yeah, Grand Archive. Uh, about small-scale events, because I'm not allowed to play in the big ones anymore. No. Because uh, I already won my PTQ. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, look, we're making fun of Lord of the Rings, but there is still a reason to go to your local game store and hope they're running Lord of the Rings draft instead of modern because actually kind of sick. I'm not gonna lie, the cards are worthless. It's kind of like un unhinged draft, but fun. I, look, I I'm like seriously considering the hundred dollar buy an invite to the RC. Oh man, uh, I mean, not, I can't, I can't do it. Come, just come to San Antonio and play the the Lord of the Rings one here. That'll be cheaper. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got. I've got two more RCQs in me, so Chris is going to come down for one of them. So Okay, good, good, good. Um, but there's some sick promos at this Lord of the Rings thing that are Pioneer-based. It's so... I want to know why these were the promos. Yo, I have no clue. And if you look at the art, some of them are clearly like March of the Machine. Yeah. Promos that they like had left over, and they're like, I don't know what to do with these. We printed them. I don't know. Yeah, because it's, it's Gifted Aetherborn is the, like, just show up and play promo. And honestly, it's a sick promo. It's great. I will buy a playset of them. They are a... They've been playable in the past, will be playable again, I promise, in Pioneer. Two mana, two, three, lifelink, death touch, vampire, warrior? Aetherborn. Aetherborn vampire? Yes. Aha. Uh, but, uh... Card's great. Card's still putting up results, still still doing work, and it's got sick new art and full art. Yeah. Speaking of cards that used to be really good and will be good again in the future, I promise. Top eight yeah. gets you a thick Eidolon. Is that top? Yeah, it's the top eight promo, yeah. It, uh, it, damn, that Eidolon is dummy thick. Yeah, it's, it's a good Eidolon, that's for sure. Uh, Eidolon of the Great Revel. I uh, used to preach about it. I used to in the in the pre Kamigawa world in the pre Fable yeah. world, uh, I was casting eight Eidolons with the Cemetery Gatekeeper in my mono red, uh, yeah. you know pre Shieldred, right? Yeah, really, it was pre Shieldred. That, that, that was the Eidolon is seriously just alerting all of the guards at the clapping with its butt cheeks. Right, right, right. It it's a great revel. Okay, it's not an okay revel. It is the great revel. It is a great revel. Uh, and then if you win, you get a Saruman that you can just sell to someone. Yeah, exactly. Sell to some idiot. Yeah. Saruman of the many colors. Of the many dollars in my pocket. Three of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not as cool as Thalia and the Gitrog monster. It's not even a full art. They all, all the other ones have been like full arts. Well, I think this card is like too many words, right? Like That didn't, stop, the, that didn't stop. Thalia and the Gitrog monster is also a lot of words. Omnath's a lot of words. Um, Probably only get Rogue Monster is a lot. Cryptic Command is a lot of words. Cryptic Command is, uh, you know. Oh man, like, I, can already, I can already pre-order collector boosters of Doctor Who. Oh, good. What are you looking up right now? I'm trying to find the actual. Show me the card. Oh, the Saruman card. Yeah, show me the Saruman. Oh yeah, yeah. Here you go. That's the one I, I like. I saw that it was a Lord of the Rings card, and I just stopped looking. Yeah, uh, so it's a three and Esper for an Avatar Wizard five four Ward discard and Shaman instant sorcery card. 
Uh, whenever you cast your second spell each turn, each opponent mills two cards. When one or more cards are milled this way, exile, target, enchantment, instant, or sorcery card with equal or less mana value than the spell from an op- than that spell from an opponent's it's, graveyard. Okay. What? Copy that exiled card. You may cast the. Co- okay. It doesn't even have the borderless border. Like it's not even like the see-through text box, right? No. It's not even like full art at all. It's just a different art Saruman man. Is this card in the regular set even? Yeah, he is. Oh. I just, I don't get it. Somebody who's a Lord of the Rings can tell me why. Uh, I watched, in order to prep for the Lord of the Rings, I watched the animated one. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, cause then I can now say I've seen all of the movies once, right? Did you accidentally watch the Black Cauldron instead? No, I did not. But there's one point where Saruman just like leans over Gandalf and he's just like, I am Saruman of many colors. And then just like, it flashes a bunch of colors and I was like, this is the best character. Yeah. And then, I mean, look, there's a distinct lacking of pondering my orb. Right, right, right. Um, but the other two promos are super sick, and so yeah. I want them. I want to go and to then the next season's promos are the RCQs are announced. The RCQs, yeah. So those are, are the RCQs. But hey, while we are a pioneer, you can maybe spike a limited one. While we are a pioneer podcast, I will say I will support me personally. I support competitive magic no matter what season it is. Uh-huh. I will sling some modern decks or something. I will saga my Urzes and evoke my Furies and eat my own words. But if uh, people, if more people want to sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash I will buy Ragavans and uh, I'll send I them around to everyone. That's the end. That's the end. <laughs> yeah. 56 Mountain for Ragavan. Let's mulligan. Um, the, uh, so we're excited about these promos. I'm excited about these promos. I think some people are too hateful about these promos. Yeah? What, what, what are the promos for everyone at home, Ricky? Right, so for the participation promo, you get an offer you can't refuse from a very adorable Jace cat. Yeah! Uh, which is a much better ending to where Jace is now. We don't know where Jace is now. Yeah. Oops. Maybe he's a cat. Who knows? Um, you can, no maybe, one's shown us otherwise. It's limitless, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the exciting uh, promo is the top eight death shadow card. That's a modern card. That's exciting. And yeah. they went with their whole cute to brute thing. They just released a, a secret layer that actually shipped on time of cute to brute. Wow. That's the theming here, right? Is we got the cute yeah. cat and then the brute death shadow. I think both of these promos are going to hold decent value. Oh, for sure. Whereas like, um, I love the mystical disputes and they do hold value, right? Mm-hmm. This card is like a commander all-star, which will hold even more value. And it has, memeable art so even better yeah i will i will track these down for my collection for sure and then death shadow players love death shadow, death shadow. so that's and also they need, they need a cool death shadow now if you do go to the rc in san diego you will be handsomely rewarded and here's how one silumgar dragon one trip to space camp whoa we're all going to space camp nope we're getting Dragon Lord Silumgar, and people are hating. They're saying, this isn't a good reward for going to the RC. It's not even playable in any format. I'm trying to think, right? Because we had, we had Teferi. Yep, we had Teferi with what no alt arts. No, no alt art. 
And not foil, yep. We had Giddy Allies and Dakar. Yep, with cool alt art, but it's a card that sees no play. Yep. We got Staffcaster Mage. Which is a cool art card that sees no play. Yeah. Right? And we get Dracula and Silver Nope. We got Ugin in Atlanta. Oh, Ugin in Atlanta. There we go. That's a good one. That That's sees one of some the best play. ones. Ugin yeah. the Spirit Dragon? Yeah. Sprite Dragon. Dragon Lord Silumgar, right? Yeah. And to me, like I, I get that Snapcaster is a more iconic card, but technically Dragon Lord Silumgar and Snapcaster, I'm pretty sure see the same amount of modern play. It probably, yeah. You know? Uh maybe Dragon Lord Silumgar will actually see more play because of Commander. Yes. Cool commander card. Snapcaster is not a cool commander card. It makes people think that you're sweaty. You know? Yeah. And uh, you know, the Snapcaster promo was being bought at Dallas for 15 bucks. I imagine the Silumgar promo is going to go for the same. The argument being that people think that these promos should be used to kind of cover travel costs. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the intention. No. Now I know that like in other places it's different, but here in the grand old USA, uh, you do get a free pass to DreamHack. Mm Mm-hmm. As uh, part of your compensation for winning an RCQ. A $100 value right there. And so you don't have to pay to play in the event. And you don't have to pay to enter DreamHack. So even if you do badly, your consolation prize is you got to experience DreamHack, right? Mm -hmm. Which is exciting. And DreamHack is cool in the non-magic area and in the magic area. But uh, the non-magic area being a little cooler. This is not the pro tour where you should be like guaranteed cash that covers the flight. Cause we are no longer covering flights. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did the regional pro tour qualifiers, right. The RCQ and then the RC or sorry, the, P- the PPTQ and the RQ and then the, the RPTQ. Yes. Um, those promos were all high value. Yes. Um, one of them was Snapcaster Mage. And at the time, that was a high-value card, right? Yeah. I got Liliana's, I got Embercool's, I got Snapcaster Mage. This was pre-Horizons. Right. Um, and those did cover the costs. but uh, And there were know. more events you could go to. Right, exactly. There were more, there were, they were more spread out and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of just different. But I, I don't think that the promo was ever supposed to be at this level, right? Sure. Because unfortunately... As, as cool as DreamHack is, and as cool as the RCs are, right? And mm-hmm. they are a big deal to win, right? Yes. They're effectively just, they're smaller. Because if you win scale. one, you go to Worlds now. Right. They are smaller in scale than, like, the RPTQs of the time, right? They're, mm-hmm. or they're similar in scale to the RPTQs, right? They're yeah, except we, we talked about this one being bigger because, at least for the U.S., because a lot of people were able to, um, through various reasons, defer their San Diego invite Right, right, to right, right. Dallas. But I'm just saying in general, they're supposed yeah. to be about the same level as the RPTQs of the past, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas these give out cash, right? Yeah. Uh, the RPTQs gave out a travel voucher to the Pro Tour. Sure. We don't do travel vouchers anymore, so instead here's a lot of cash, right? So if you get a position that is going to the Pro Tour, you probably get enough money to get you there, or at least some amount of money to get you there, right? Yeah. Whereas Barcelona, right? You're not gonna your uh your five hundred dollar cash that you get for top thirty two in the RC is not gonna cover you. Yeah. All the way to Barcelona, right? Sure. And then at the Pro Tour, you do get a guaranteed cash at least to cover your costs, right? Yes. So like 
they made the Pro Tour more prestigious. This event is not supposed to be that. Yeah. And I, while I like cooler promos, I think the art design on this promo is cool. And I think if you're complaining because it's an unplayable card, maybe we should have complained louder about the Gideon. Maybe we should have complained louder about the Snapcaster. Those are unplayable cards as well. Yeah. They're all cool trophy cards, and that's what they're meant to be. Yeah. The, the problem with the Snapcaster and the Gideon is everyone is like, I remember these cards were good. I remember Pepper the, the problem is those cards were good, and they aren't anymore. Like, Dragonlord Simulgar was popular in a standard yeah. format. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is Dragonlord Simulgar, never good, and these cards were good. Right? Yeah. That's so, and, it. And, and also, I mean, with the, U, the U.S. also being very different, where, like, I feel like, you know, um, some of the other regions you have to pay to play in your RC if you qualified some of that. Right. Entry fees are a lot higher for those types of events. Uh, they're a little easier to get to. Um, I do think that is one thing that is a made possible small strike against DreamHack hosting U.S. regionals is that you only get one, and I think the U.S. should probably have two, like Canada. Right. Uh, I mean, they do... I mean, if you're going to do just one, though, right, they move it so that you can get to it. Yes, they do. They is, do. is East Coast, West Coast, Central, right? Yes. So there's at least one that'll be close to you. Right. Um, so, you know, I would like a fourth stop. Mm-hmm. The problem is a fourth stop. Cause I mean, I feel like this season having to wait till December is kind of wild. Right. To play yeah. the RC. I would really love like an August RC, right. Or a, uh, yeah. An August. Well, the, next, the next season is also like August to February. Right. The modern season. Yeah. For San Diego. Yeah. San Diego is in February. It well, has to stop before then. Let me double check what it runs. Because, like, San Diego is in February. Because that's the thing is, like, Atlanta, San Diego, Dallas all come really quickly, and then you wait. Yeah. So we know that, like, uh, essentially for, for now, for the foreseeable future, they change it. Um, San Diego's modern, Dallas is standard, presumably, and then and then Atlanta, Pioneer. And Pioneer. Right. It's a bit of a bummer because I like Texas being the home of Pioneer, but uh, Atlanta is a ton of fun. It's where the players play. Yeah. It's where the players play. Yes, I agree. Yeah, um, you should come to Atlanta anyways in December. Uh, probably not this year, but for sure next year. I kind of want. I, I do plan on it. Right. Well, or you qualify this weekend and you have to go. <laughs> now my next two RCQs, I'm playing the eighth and the fifteenth. Right. And then I'm trying to you have to go. Then we then we have to go. Yes. Right. I'm trying to find the list of dates, so I can't find the list of dates. That's, That's okay. Fine. I, th- I think we've yeah. ranted on this enough, right? Sure. Also, like, give these to everybody. Stop holding yes. back. Um, I, I just think it's absolutely insane that I top aided uh, 10 different RCQs during this season. This is the only pin. Only I one, yeah. Yeah. Or was it, I don't remember which season's which. Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing. I mean, is Jace this season? Have you won? Have you, you've made one a top eight twice, right? Yeah, uh, Jace. This season, Jace is this season. Yeah. Okay, so I got the shield and I got the Jace. Yeah, and it's Tef- it was Teferi is the first one, and I gave my Teferi pin away. Yeah, it is. It is a bit of a bummer when you top eight and you're like, oh, cool. Where's my pin? Oh, this store doesn't. We didn't pay the fifty dollars for those. Yeah, do it. Pay it. Get the it's pin. worth. It's worth it. The lanyard. I hate the well, lanyard. Like, people, like 
I, it is, I think it's a bigger deal to spend the $50 and just like charge a couple extra bucks for entry if you really wanted to. Because I know more people who have top eight and they're like, oh, I don't get the pin. That really sucks. And like, right. luckily some people are like, oh, here, I played it like three of them and they've all given them out. Here you go. Like, right. You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of, I get my one for my collection and any other extras I will, I will hand out to whoever. Did I give you or somebody else the Teferi one? Um, I think I got a Teferi from you and I got a Shieldred from Nate. Right. Because and again, that... I top, I've top eight every season, but right. only one of them I've actually, only one I top eight I've gotten actually gave me the pin. That was the Jace. And then the other one, the guy wanted the lanyard. Yeah. And I think the pin for first place is in the case with the lanyard. Uh Uh-huh. When the Teferi one came out, right? So I was like, take it. And so I just didn't get a pin. I was Mm -hmm. like, that's fine. Yeah. Not a big deal. But it's nice if the the pins are around. It it adds some class to it. It makes it more fun when you're grinding, right? Yeah. People people love to do the here's my playmat with all the pins in it and stuff like that. Right. Or put it on their backpack and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't take them out of the box. They're kind of I cool. Mean, I like the way the boxes are set. So, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm a pin collector, you know. So I've got it all on display in my office. So. Right, right. You've got a, you've got a pin box or whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, but right, yeah. So that, that is, that is our season promos. Uh, do you want to talk about just kind of, kind of what we take to events real quick? I mean, I got to talk about some accessory stuff because, because, uh, and I don't have any. Let's see. Do I have any on my desk here? I will, whatever products you talk about, I will find and throw up for the video listeners at home. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, like, I I just want to say that I've been seeing, I've been going to events and stuff, and I've been going to locals, and people have been kind of lax, and I get it in locals and stuff like that, right? With their sleeve qualities, with their stuff like that, even, even the boy, Nate, had... Nate has some grubby sleeves. So bad that the when he made his top eight, the judge made him buy new sleeves. Yeah. And uh, people need to, you just need to, if you want to play competitively, you, there's two roads for you, right? Mm-hmm. You either buy whatever sleeves you like, and you play no double-faced cards in those sleeves. You yeah. play only checklist cards, and you put all of your double-faced cards in separate different sleeves. I, I love watching Walker out. play, because Walker is the, like, I've got 20 checklist cards in my deck box player. Yeah. And God they, bless them. They have every single double-faced card as a checklist card or the write-in cards written in very neatly, and then all of them in a separate stack, uh-huh. separate from the tokens, which they keep every token of. Yeah. And, uh... Honestly, like, if you're going to go down that path, that's a good path. It's a lot of organization. Too much for me. I don't like doing that. I think double-faced cards are a sin. Uh, and what do I do with my sins? I hide them. Right? Yeah. Uh, I like to get – there's Eclipse sleeves, Ultra Pro Eclipse. Mm-hmm. I think the Katanas do it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Ultra Pro might have a, a line of sleeves that has, like, the black inside. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. yeah, I don't know if Ultimate Guard does or not. And then I they might then, have just recently done them. And then of course I use I use the Dragon Shield do Matt dual mats. That's yeah, what Matt I dual. use. Yeah, dual yeah. mats. Um, they are now just, of course people uh, people do like to harp on Dragon Shield quality lately. But don't worry, we all read the presser. The dragons are fixing things now. 
Um, <laughs> they should uh. be fine. But I personally have never had an issue, so I don't believe right. in the anti-Dragon Shield propaganda. These cards, of course, they've got bright colors, which is what we want. I want my cards to stick out for my opponents. Hey, we have the same one. And then on the inside, as you can see, it is black. It is unsee-throughable. You cannot finesse your way or angle shoot your way through these card sleeves to see the other side. And that is the important thing. Uh, Because these babies right here, these beautiful... Dragon Shield Matte Pinks. Yeah, you can yep. see the magic logo right through that baby. Yes, you can. Uh, and, I mean, you just can't have that. That's marked cards. So, and change your sleeves kind of often. If your sleeves get all grubby, mm-hmm. bent on the corners and stuff like that. Uh, I change my sleeves once a season on a deck. Like, Phoenix gets new sleeves every season. And, like, on longer seasons, we have to change those. Mm-hmm. So... There's nothing wrong with changing your sleeves. There's nothing wrong with. I I I don't out. say I don't want to say like I like aggressively shuffle, but I do probably over shuffle. So I just I change sleeves out probably like every three or four RCQs, which is probably like twice, like once at the beginning of the season, once in the middle of the season, right? Um, and that's just because corners. I think people that's to me that's the biggest thing people really lax on is their sleeve corners. Uh, those will get you. So right. make sure you keep it on your sleeve corners. Um, and to like all of our listeners, this sounds kind of stupid, right? This sounds like such yeah. a basic lesson to go through. But I've been seeing a lot of people, especially like locally at RCQs and stuff like that, with all the RCQs I've been at where I'm not playing mm-hmm. and just watching now, right? Uh, I've been seeing just a lot of people showing up with sleeves that aren't going to cut the cut the mustard, right? Yeah. Uh, people like asking me like, I'm trying to prep for this RCQ. What should I do? And it's like, number one, you got to get rid of those sleeves. You got to get new yeah. sleeves or get cards, cards sticking together, stuff like that. Like, you know, and then on top of that, uh, tokens. Yes. I'm going to go on a tirade on tokens. You can order tokens. Yeah. It's kind of a pain, right? Yeah. You can do it on card kingdom. You can I type will. in the name of the token and you can find it. A lot and of you card can pay shops. $10 for that goblin shaman. Right. A lot of card shops have, like, I've got a card shop here that just has a big, long mm-hmm. box of tokens, and they say, if you need it, take it, right? Um, and I like magic tokens. Those are sick, right? Yeah. But tokens are also a great way to express some individuality. I'm mostly going to say this because uh, I think that if you have the wrong token, yes, a Magic the Gathering token, if you are making... Uh, wandering Emperor tokens, and you put this samurai because you like the art better. But oh my, it says double strike there at the bottom and not vigilance. This is a misrepresentative game piece. Yeah, it has magic text on it, and therefore you are not representing your board correctly. However, Kaido has no magic text on him. Get the, get the Borsalino. Yeah, these have uh, no magic text. Uh, it's even. Better if you find other things that you like to that have no text on them. But honestly, any anything from any other card game, as long as you can clearly define it when you set it down on the table and be like, this is my Wandering Emperor Samurai. And you set yeah. it there. And if you make another token that is a Wandering Emperor Samurai, just make it similar and be like, here's another one. Stack them together. You know. Yeah. If it becomes too much if you're if you're actually a deck that makes a lot of tokens. Like Boros Convoke, mm-hmm. 
I would say you need to settle, you know, settle up and buy each token that you need. Yeah, I, I, so I'm someone who obviously, you know, I've got like the, I've shown them off on Twitter and stuff like that before. I've got like the, the secret, the alt art EVs and stuff like that that I like to use. Right. Uh, I'm dipping like Ricky into the One Piece stuff. I personally um, do enjoy, my, my big thing is I will use other game cards and characters um, for creature tokens, but I try to use the magic tokens for like food and blood and things like that, because that's a lot easier. Cause I feel like if you're, it's a lot easier for people to visualize this character as a creature when it's like, this is my blood token. So I try to use like the actual token or like an alt art of like, you know, you, you, you see RK posts, you go by their blood token or whatever. Right? right. Um, so I, I try to still keep separate like the, the non magic cards for, for creature tokens. Um, but I do agree with you, like, um, or once again, our favorite friend, the checklist card, the checklist card is good. Yep. Take some checklist cards, get a Sharpie, write out what the token is. Yeah. And just yeah. keep those with you and that you can have a buddy draw it. If you find me at an RC or an RCQ and you've got a blank checklist token, I will write in whatever token you want. I will draw it for you. And my art is not good, but that doesn't matter because it'll have the relevant text on it. Yeah. And you can use it as a token. No, I've I, been seeing so many people, especially Boros Convoke players, using too many tokens that aren't the right token, too many mixed up board states where nobody is like, uh, I don't remember what's the blood, what's the clue, right? Yeah. Dice on things, and you're like, are those counters from Lockstone, or is that the number of goblins you have, right? Mm-hmm. And you just need to clarify that as much as possible, your opponent. Communication helps a lot, but using the right cards or using things that will be helpful to dignify, like not dignify, to signify your board state. Yeah. Like that's what's going to be really important. Yeah, no, in this way. nothing is more annoying than having somebody go, um, "Do you not have the actual token? Well, can we use this instead?" And then they produce the something from their box. It's like that's nowhere close to what this is. But right. but you you're, you're just mental. It's just like. It has to be a magic thing. I can't have a Pokemon on the, the board. Other card game cards are honestly the best because you're not going to get called for misrepresenting your board state with like mm-hmm. this in play. It's like very clearly this has no magic text on it, and I defined it when I played it. Right? Yeah. It can show a denotation of tapped or untapped. Right? Yeah. Uh, which is what's important. Uh, I don't like people using just dice. Just dice. It's very difficult to track. Right? Yeah. Uh, um, just dice is for mana when you're playing yes. like Lotus Field, right? Um, some of the looking art cards are also pretty good. Like if you get like an art card of like a goblin or something like that on there, that those are also right. also pretty good. Um, like I use an art, I use the Obnixilus art card as my Obnixilus casualty token, right? Um, um, very stupid though, but like as I like the goblin that you make is Phyrexian goblin that is relevant. Like, if you just put regular goblins, not that anybody's going to care, right? Yeah. If it becomes relevant, you need to remind your opponent that your goblins are Phyrexian. Mm-hmm. It does become relevant at various points in times, unfortunately, in this great game that we play. Yeah. Like, the backside of Elish Norn that destroys all non-Phyrexian creatures. Yeah. It can happen, right? Um, I've seen people, like, the Haste Dinosaur token from Forbidden Friendships, kind of hard to find, Ikoria, way back when, right? Mm-hmm. And so people put any red token down. I've seen tokens like the one, one devil token and 
that card has very relevant magic text. And if you oopsie trigger it, or if you forget to inform your opponent that this is not a devil, even if you do, the game goes long. It's really easy to misrepresent your board state. And now you're cheating. Now you're getting warnings or game losses. If you already had warnings. I just think that like, make sure your sleeves are good. Make sure your tokens are good. And then bring your own paper and bring a pen. Mm-hmm. I don't care how you bring paper. I bring spiral, like little mini spiral notebooks or the magic life pads. Yeah. But uh, all that matters is paper and pen. I'm not going to harp on that. I'm going to harp mostly on if you're playing magic tokens, they need to all be the right token. Yeah. And if you're playing non-magic tokens, it's a little more fun. And it's also make sure you communicate them. Yeah. The And, and look, I'm not, I'm not going to gripe either if you uh, want to dice your life total. Um, no, I'm going to gripe about that. I, I, okay, I will say... You're at RCQ, you need to... The, okay. Okay. That that was that was gonna be my thing was I I'm not gonna hate on you for it but hear the warning of paper tracking or having the physical track of life totals makes things so much easier and if something goes wrong or someone miswrites writes down life totals wrong so you can dice it up if you want to but just know that it's a lot harder to go well actually you should be at twelve not fifteen. And if you want to be a real champion with your tokens, right? Yeah. You got to track down the old pro club cards. Oh, there we go. Magic pros as your tokens. Nasif is a warrior. He's never a coward. Oh, yeah. I've got lots and lots of Gabriel Nasif tokens and uh, other other pro tokens that have gone in and out of my token stack. It's very funny when you're in a position uh, where you're saying things like... Uh, the Digimon are servos and the magic pros are monks. <laughs> and that is all you need to tell your opponent and they can figure out your board state easy. So, you know, I'm just saying. But which is, which, which category is Jacob Wilson? Both. <laughs> but, uh, that's my, that's my rant about accessories. That's what I wanted to talk about this episode. Cause I've been running into it a lot, going to a lot of RCQs and stuff. And I'm not trying to point fingers at nobody. I'm just saying to be prepared. It's not only seasons where Ricky was seasons where Ricky was early is great because then Mama Ricky comes to all the events and he's just like water pointing stuff. I was like, Hey, your sleeves ripped. You should get a new sleeve for that. Like, yeah, the, I'm just saying like things are going to pass at your RCQ. Right. But the goal mm-hmm. is to win the RCQ and then go to the RC and things like that just won't pass. At fly. The RC. It won't fly. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to teach them young, you know, teach them early. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, a friend who likes to use uh, Matt Teal sleeves on his modern day magic card deck that has 27 pathways in it, you know, <laughs> and that just, you can't just be doing that. You know, people are putting wedding invitation in, in everything now. Yeah. And, you know, if your sleeves aren't ready to handle it, how, where are you going to be on wedding day? Right. Yeah. You're going to be in DQ land. Now, Ricky, where do you stand on, on double sleeving? Double sleeving, I do it sometimes, but I yeah. only buy the sealables now. Yeah. You made fun of me for the sealables the other week. I did. And then I tried them. <laughs> and I agree because I have every card that I want to slot in and out of Phoenix. Like, I've got like a 90 card set. Uh-huh. Of all, these are all the cards that slot in and out of Phoenix for sideboard slots and main deck slots and stuff. 
and yeah. I can put them all in a box and I can bring it with me. And then at the last minute I can just. Yeah. Look, it's way better than when I was. I always I was... bring like two or three extra sleeves. Yeah. They, they come in packs a hundred. You don't have to bring That's... like the whole extra 25 with you, but like bring yeah. five. Uh, that is look, I will say the resealables are definitely, I've moved on from my heinous past using side loaders. Side loaders are miserable. All right, buddy. Well, that uh, that will do for this regular episode. Let's go ahead and big old Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We have several great tiers available with all kinds of exclusive content. Uh, we actually just last week put up a deck tech from Chris, and Chris might uh, start sending us some more deck techs. Uh, the, the goal with things like that are um, the exclusive podcast we load up every month. Like this month, at some point, hopefully this weekend, probably, we're going to talk about some Grand Archive. Talk oh, yeah. about all of our all of our grand archive hype and stuff like that. Uh, but if we do special videos like Chris's deck text and things like that, those are going to go up onto Patreon early, and right. then after about a week or so, I'm going to move them over to YouTube. Uh, so probably this weekend, you'll see Chris's uh, Rakdos deck list go up, uh, deck deck go from Patreon to uh, the YouTube. But if you want to see those early, uh, be sure to sign up for Patreon as those uh, get posted. We'll talk about every time those go up. And of course, every tier available, uh, the, those exclusive content is the $5 tier. Uh, but every Patreon gets access to the Patreon exclusive channels on the Discord and including the Patreon mailbag where you can ask a question that sounds just like this. This comes from Long Live Dale who asks, what needs to happen for Pioneer to become the premier format of Magic outside of Commander? GPs. GPs. Amen. Pioneer GPs that happen at real places not behind paywalls. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. It'll never happen. I'm I'm cynical that we will never see a GP again. I'm cynical that Huey has turned to the dark side. He's not on our side anymore. He used to be. But Maybe this uh, is why we are on the mail list anymore. Mm-hmm. This is why. Remember, we got a Christmas card once. Remember that? Remember when we got a Christmas card? Remember we used to do the, the early access? Early access events? Yeah. yeah. The problem we, is... We could have been a Magic Ambassador. We could have sold out. Our viewership would not have wanted that. We still don't know what that is. Actually, you know what? Vote now on your phones. If you guys want us to sell out, you know, we'll get right back on that uh, right back on that train, you know? Yeah. A certain train that rides... We'll, we'll apologize. We'll get on our hands and knees, mostly our right. knees, and apologize. Right, right, right. You know, but uh, I just don't... <laughs> I don't see it happening. You know, I don't think, uh, I don't think we got where we are by being nice to Wizards of the Coast, right? No. I think we got where we are by being fair to Wizards of the Coast. I don't think no, we I, don't I think, think I'm fair to them all the time. I think yeah. that they make good decisions, but they make way more bad decisions and that they're, they're leaning in a, like, they're heading in a, like, they're velocitating. Yeah. Towards Magic the Shelfening. Uh huh. And Magic the Conventioning. And I don't like that. You know what I think is kind of gross and why I like kind of hate the game, right? What's up? I hate like going into game stores that do Pokemon cards and just seeing like case upon case of very expensive Pokemon cards mm-hmm. that see zero play yeah. that are from ages ago, but they're very, very rare and they're yeah. very, very shiny and they're completely unplayable garbage, yeah. right? I just want to say thanks to the Paul brothers for making the Glaceon Secret that I still need to buy, not $12 anymore, but like $100. I'm just saying that, like, 
that kind of stuff, I don't like that. I, if I'm going to buy an expensive magic card, right? Yeah. It should be a good card, right? Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't complain about buying $20 Fables. Fables is amazing, right? $30 mm-hmm. Fables, whatever they cost, right? The Sage use are expensive, but the card's to good. Buy, to buy the $30 Stormcrow because it's just the special Searlight Stormcrow. Yeah, kind of dumb. You know, I get it. There's like, I get collecting. I'm not yeah. a collector. I want to play cards. Yeah. I buy cards that are that I want for cubes. I this buy cards card game that I want is not for you. Uh, you know, the Lord of the Rings set is weird because it's like I would be happier if it was a more powerful set because it would make sense as a Modern Horizons three product. Mm-hmm. And not, but it's the not third commander set this year. Giant commander set, but like some of the cards like aren't even good in commander. Like, why does Gimli and Legolas that have the the same name not partner together? Yeah. Like why, you know, it's just a lot of like small things where it's like, I thought this was for commander, right? It's just weird. I just don't like that, that aspect, uh, like where Pokemon is. I don't want to see magic become Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I was okay with the serialized cards. I still kind of am right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I just, I don't like the further and further conventionizing of magic. Right. I don't like the the whole point is to come and look at shiny cardboard that you could one day own if you're lucky enough. Yeah. Um, that's that's why Grand Archive is so refreshing because I know I don't even want to try to foil out my deck because, like, I, I don't want to take out a third mortgage on my apartment. Right, right, right. The I just want to see – like, I want to go to a GP and then the reward of, like, oh, because you came out to this tournament, we're going to, like, do a sand sculpture of the Scarab God – and spoil like half of hour of devastation live at the GP. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be going to a like live spoiler show. And it's like, Oh yeah. And if you guys want for an extra $150, you can bounce around in the ball pit over there. You know, <laughs> that's what this new GP feels like. These are just my thoughts. We can cut this and leave it. They, they, they're going to be a ball pit. I might be, I might sure, be. There's though. a ball pit. You, you better believe. <laughs> Five, what do I do to get five words in the ball pit? Uh, you have to play a deck that is only power level four. Okay. You know, um, you you have to play, uh, you know, six Nazgul, because if you read the Cimmerillion, you know that Tom Basil, uh, Bath Song of the Cimmerillion only actually made six Nazgul that looked like nine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I think, I, think, I think you are on to something with just like, there may be just more events, right? Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, the question we were answering. Yeah, the question we were answering. I think I think there need to be more events, uh, but also at the same time, I think like, look, the modern diehards just need to get off their own dolphin noises. I think like, dying. okay, but like, but realistically though, like, I I think one of the biggest issues is that, um, for whatever reason, modern players are afraid that Pioneer is coming to get them. The they still they have their legacy. Yeah. Like, they're, they, they, they're, they're too much on the cope. If they bought in, they bought in hard, and they can't go anywhere else now. The problem is Pioneer is what, like, 2016 Modern was. Exactly. It's the same The same people like, who are hating on Modern are the same people talking about how great that Modern era was that feels exactly like Pioneer now. And it right. is That's so infuriating. That is, that is the ultimate thing that I feel like... Like, like it was like the legacy players 
who were like, well, Legacy is a much more interactive format, even though there's free spells, right? Yeah. And you just got to man up and buy your dual lands at $100 a dual land, right? Yeah. Is, those players are now the modern players somehow. Uh, it all goes cyclical. We, we only move backwards, right? Yeah. And uh, that's what's happened, is that the people who played in Modern's Prime are now upset about Pioneer, which is now Modern's Prime. Yeah. The only, the only really problem is we don't, have a, we don't have a massive organized play structure to revel in it. I really do think, though, that Snapcaster could move to Pioneer easy. It might, you know. Like, I'm just saying, it's about time, right? Liliana did nothing, right? Yeah. And, like, I, I think we're, we're pretty close to a point where Goyf, Confidant, and Snapcaster could move to Pioneer in the next couple of years, and they would be good cards. They would not dominate the format. I can and, see it. And we would have just the good old days of modern, sure. but in Pioneer. And it I can would be see great. It. Yeah. So that's what I think. Did that I answer your question? Like, I think the big thing is, like, you know, you're talking about Snapcaster, right? Like, there isn't, like, a good Mana League equivalent for Snapcaster to flash back right now. And that's, like, why Snapcaster was, like, like, you're flashing back, you're getting, you're getting Bolt. Lightning Bolt, you're getting Mana League. Right. We, we don't have that cheaper effective. Like, sure, if you flash back, you get Fiery Temper, it maybe does three to a creature. Like, sure, that's Fiery. a problem. Good, right? Um, the counters you're going to be flashing back are going to be like three to quench or two to quench or like three for a hard counter. Lofty denial. What are you going to play Snapcaster in your spirits deck? Yeah, it's flash. Isn't that flying? Giada will get him. All right, you got me. I'm just saying, like, I think Snapcaster would be good. I think Confidant would be good. Yeah. Um, you know, Confidant is like, if you play Confidant... You Confidant, play, Confidant or Shop Humans? I'm just saying, like, if you play Confidant, you can't play Delve spells, right? Yeah. So, like... No, I'm putting Confidant or Shop Humans. I think the, the most, line, the most we're taking is at three off Vadalene. Right, exactly. It'd be sick. These cards would be good. I don't think they would warp the format around them. No. And I think that, like... We're at the point now where, like, we can just put the good cards from old modern and let modern mm-hmm. be its own sinking ship of Horizons power. Yeah, there are some cards I'd be worried about. Like, I don't want Aether Vial and Pioneer. No, sure, yeah. I'm not saying like every card in modern can move to Pioneer. I'm just saying that these specific cards, yeah, that, like specifically the cards that used to be like forty dollars cards, the cards that still don't that don't see play post Horizons. Right, like Goyf sees some play in literally a deck called Boomer Jun. Jun, yeah, yeah, like that's not good, right? Like so, and only because like it doesn't die to Ren and Six, yeah, or you know, it, it's just modern. I don't know. Goyf could be one bigger in Pioneer because of battles. It's true. Goyf can be one bigger because of battles in Pioneer. All right. Well, raise hell, praise Dale. And uh, thank you to those patron supporters at crew three, uh, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Be sure to check it out so I can buy Ragavans for next season. Oh, my God. <laughs> cool. All the way does it go to Ragavans. Uh, anyway, that will do it for this week. Ricky, where can they find you on the socials? You can find me at also Steve on Twitter, and I promise I will get back to Twitch streaming. There we go. You can find me at Crew3Podcast. And, again, reposting, rehosting stuff uh, on our YouTube channel, Crew3MTG on YouTube. And that Twitch channel is also Crew3MTG. Uh, hopefully we're going to get Ricky back on the Twitch. And I'm going to get stuff rolling again with Chris on the YouTubes. And we'll have all kinds of content for you wonderful great folks. If Speaking of YouTube, if you 
have if you missed the wrestling stream during Dallas, uh, the VODs for that are going to be up on YouTube today as the episode airs for everyone. So be sure to go check that out if you missed that. Uh, the wrestling streams are always one of my favorite things to do that we do every every few months. So uh, be on the lookout and go check that out. Uh, obviously, volume audio mixing is a little awkward in a convention center, but it's always a lot of fun still, and I can't wait for the next wrestling stream. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you all with all sorts of fun new content coming out soon. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.